This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. I don't, I don't know where in the space-time continuum this episode lands because we've had some funky technical life things and I'm all turned around and messed up, but I'm so excited for today's episode and so excited to be back in podcast land with everyone. Welcome back to the space where it's your two favorite dumpster fire life livers of all times. <laughs> constant dumpster fires but we make it through because we are resilient we're trying so hard (laughs) um it's okay we're learning a lot of lessons and that's the important part I think Shale what are you drinking today okay so we are talking about dragons which I'm so excited (laughs) and I had all intention of making this cute little drink called a dragon's kiss which is cranberry with a little bit of fireball um, but your girl's tummy is feeling a little funky today, so I'm just sipping on some peppermint tea for now, but we will celebrate it sometime with a little dragon's kiss because I think that's super cute. But what are you drinking? Um, so I am doing something similar. I'm I'm drinking my old standby <laughs> tension tamer tea. Because That's how you know we're in a dumpster fire stage is the tension comes out. There's a beautiful <laughs> woman riding a dragon on the cover. Oh uh, my god, there is. Let me see it. Let me see it. Yeah, it counts. Fuck yeah, dude. I never realized that connection. That is like some synchronicity right there. So attention Tamer T, as you know, has a... How do you say this, Shale? Eulothero? Uh, Eulothero, yeah. Eulothero? Um... Where are the rest of the ingredients? Peppermint. Or some people pronounce it Eleuthero, I think, too. Eleuthero. But that sounds like lispy to me. Eleuthero. (laughs) Eleuthero. Peppermint, cinnamon, ginger, chamomile, lemongrass, licorice, catnip, tilia flowers, lemon, and hops. I didn't know hops was in this. Yeah, hops is in my hexapatriarchy mug. And if you saw on Instagram five seconds before we started recording this, I stirred it with a cinnamon stick to give a little extra dragon kick. Oh, so you have a dragon's kiss too. It's a little dragon breath. I'm forever going to see cinnamon as a dragon's kiss now. So the cutest. Okay. Speaking of dragons, who do we have with us? We're joined today by Megan McSweeney, which is my favorite last name ever. I was just (laughs) going to say, your name's amazing. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Also, Cheyenne and I are huge fans of like Sweeney Todd. So I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking all about dragon magic today. But before we dive in and introduce you to our lovely guest, Megan, what are you drinking? I am actually, I was going to go with Fireball Whiskey as well. But, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm visiting my parents today. So I don't have <laughs> apothecary and liquors at hand. So I am drinking uh, Apothic Dark in my um, Snoopy mug, because what is more intimidating than a Snoopy mug? I love <laughs> Apothic Dark, and I'm not like a huge, that's like the red wine, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not a huge like red wine person, but I do like that one a lot. It, it really, because it has coffee, it has blueberry, and um, blackberry, and dark chocolate, which I don't really like dark chocolate, but I'll drink it, I guess, you know? And it's so pretty, like, their whole brand. fermented, I'm fine. I'm such a sucker for marketing. It's just... <laughs> Apothic, sponsor us, please. <laughs> for real. Anybody <laughs> other than us, sponsor us, please. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get my shit together enough to actually send pitches out, so you're gonna have to just come to me. Apothic Pollen? definitely listens to us. I just, I feel like that. <laughs> Whoa, so many things just fell. Okay. We have two tarot cards today, two jumps. I've never done this on the podcast before, but we're not going to lie to you. So two it is. Uh, I'm actually kind of excited about these. We Well, I'm always excited about our tarot pulls, but we've drawn the emperor and the two of pentacles today. Mm. Fun little combo. So our emperor... Our major arcana 
our big high level life moves. The emperor, oh, we're reading from our tattoo tarot. Went back to the basics because I felt like we needed uh, we needed the softness <laughs> of the way these are written <laughs> today. But also tattoos, like, I feel like you need tattoos in a conversation about dragons. Like our guest even has a freaking dragon tattoo. Like, come on. Yeah. You need that edginess too. Well, the emperor <laughs> has like an edgy kind of vibe too. He feels dragony. He's got yeah. a ram skull on his head. He has this big orb. He's in front of this like mountain that's on fire. So our emperor is strong, powerful, and in charge of his kingdom. He exudes a deep masculine power fueled by life experience. He is a leader, a father, and will implement law and order as needed to help bring peace to a situation. The emperor is shown with a gray beard and aged eyes. He has a lot of life behind him. He has dedicated a great deal of time toward building a life for himself and those around him. The ram skull on his crown reminds us of his stubborn will. He will not be walked on or taken advantage of. He's a dragon. He sits behind a crystal ball. Did it actually say he's a dragon or did you just add oh, that? I, I'm adding my commentary. Oh, you did that like so smoothly that I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like, so much synchronicity already. Oh, he sits behind a crystal ball and he has a watchful eye over the people in his life. The fiery sky behind him shows that he has never been afraid to fight for the life he's wanted. Now is the time to take control of your life. You are in charge and you have every right to be. Learn from the emperor and do not get walked on. Take a bold step forward and do what you know needs to be done. Ooh, see, the, the tattoo tarot always comes out like after we've been like, our life is a dumpster fire. Oh my gosh. And then tattoo tarot is like, get it together. <laughs> like, just do out. the damn thing, you guys. <laughs> So in contrast to our emperor, in contrast and correlation is our lovely balancing act of the two of pentacles. That one's so two, pretty. Excuse me. I know. I love this one. Two of pentacles reminds us to enjoy living in the moment. Often the process of achieving your goals can be just as satisfying as winning the prize at the end. A dancer balances two golden pentacles over her head. She twirls on one toe and appears to be loving the challenge of holding the glowing orbs in the air. She wears a big floral hat and smiles as she balances in this challenging pose. Blue waves of water rise up behind her, symbolizing the easy flowing energy she's riding on. You have a lot going on for you right now and you're balancing it all. Things are flowing smoothly, you're managing your time well, and you're enjoying your journey. Life's not always about checking off lists, finishing the race, and moving on to the next item. Sometimes you just need to breathe and enjoy the dance. No, that was lovely. Like pentacles is like really where I want my energy to be right now, but it's just like not quite there. But I do feel like you're making steps towards it. Like you've been showing up for yourself in all the best ways. So I'm going to give you the permission slip to be proud of yourself tonight because I'm okay. proud of you. Started rewatching the Mindy Project last night. That's counts as taking care of myself, right? Heck yeah. Okay. Without further ado, um. I'm going to let Megan introduce herself. Uh, we were connected through the lovely Sterling Moon, who gets a shout out on basically every episode in season four because <laughs> she's she's the godmother of this podcast now. Um, and also Sterling has her own podcast now. Uh, I will link that in the show notes so you can check out her new um, her new stuff as well because her first few episodes have been phenomenal. And her book releases next month. Holy shit. I, so many things, Sterling. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> a long wait for those of us that pre-ordered like a year ago. <laughs> I know in October. I'm like, <laughs> I need it now though. I love how we've all worked with Sterling. I think that's great. I yes. think that's so She actually helped me get out of my shell with mediumship. Uh, so I, I owe her a lot with, I owe a lot to her for that, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Uh, she just has a way of unlocking people's gifts in mm -hmm. like a really subtle but powerful way, which I would love to figure out how to emulate one day. <laughs> but we're going to continue to be unhinged and chaotic until then. <laughs> uh, Megan, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> how can people find you? What, uh, what kind of workings can people expect from you? So uh, my name is Megan McSweeney and and my um, business name is Dr. Witch. Um, I, I do. Love that. <laughs> I was in process of getting my doctorate when I named my business again. I've gone through three different names. Um, it was first the Enlightened Cat, 
Um, then it was Essence of Healing, and then it became Dr. Witch. Uh, so I've been practicing for over 15 years. I've been out of the broom closet for about 10 now. Uh, I'm entrained in uh, 15 different modalities. I have my master's in clinical and, um, oh my goodness, I'm like blanking right now. And about <laughs> yourself is really hard and weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Um, I have my master's in neuroscience and clinical, so I take this scientific approach and the spiritual approach to harness the wholeness of a person rather than just the pieces. And um, I've studied over 58 different traditions and religions. And um, yeah, I do ritual magic, ceremonial magic, which are completely different, uh, chaos magic. I do um, candle workings. I do readings, healing sessions, coaching. I do mediumship. I also do um, death dueling, but I don't really publicize. I don't publicize half of the things that I do um, in order to find certain workings with me or certain types of divination or types of, of a magic that I do. You got to know. So, cause I only, it's not a gatekeeping thing. It's just an integrous thing because yeah. I want the right people to come to me for the right reasons. Yeah. I really respect and appreciate that for sure. I make sure that I make whatever I do offer, you know, affordable for sure. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm so excited and I don't necessarily even know how we start this conversation, but we've brought you here today to talk about dragon magic. Yes. Well, and I think part of the reason why it's like hard to like have this conversation is like, as we were talking about before we started recording, like it's hard to find somebody like Shine and I have been interested in this forever, but it's been so hard to find somebody that practices what you practice. And there's almost, and I'm, I'm curious about how this kind of plays into it too, but there's like this almost like mysteriousness around people who practice dragon magic. And there's kind of like I don't know. It's not widely spoken about. So yeah, I think that's part of it too. But I think that a lot goes around, um, the woo woo of it, you know? And I think that a lot of people with this reemergence of witchcraft, of, uh, the occult of esoteric teachings that this kind of magic is placed aside because it's not something physical here in this world. It is more of an astral plane thing that you play with and you have to unlock doors with. So there's more work, there's more commitment, there's no more discipline and structure. Um, I know that when I walked into this world, I did not mean to walk into this world. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't find this from another practitioner. I didn't, I found it from some books, but even some of the books that are written are very woo woo. And, you know, so I had to build a practice that was based on my own personal Gnostic and like really working with the energies myself, which, you know, if, if people know me on the outside, like outside of me, my craft, I am the goofiest, silliest person you'll meet. But when it comes <laughs> My craft, I am so incredibly serious that you think that I might be angry at you, um, <laughs> which is probably why the dragons work with me. Um, <laughs> it's because I, I hold that energy very deeply with me. And that's like one of the things about dragons is uh, if you don't know yourself, they will not approach you at all. Hmm. Um, they're very heavy with someone who understands and knows their own will, their own purpose. Um, you know, you don't have to have your entire life plan. But if you don't know where you're going or why you're going that way, they will not fuck with you. They, they'll just be like, oh, good, good luck. Good luck. You know? <laughs> because um, they're old, you know, they, they've been around the block and here for a very long time and they come in through channels. Um, this is going to get really nerdy. So I apologize. No, so we, that, that, this is what this space is for. <laughs> <laughs> we have our regular world, you know, um, we're just hanging out, floating on a rock, whatever. Um, and then you have your other dimensions or some people refer to them as astral planes. Um, I see them, um, congruently sometimes with my gifts. And as I practice this, um, I can sometimes see beyond where we are right now, which is very unnerving sometimes for me since COVID and I go out into the real world, it has become very apparent that I've grown in that, but I can't really shut it off all the way yet or, or like control it when I need to. But with, with dragons, um, the way that I met them 
I have one in particular that I work with almost like every day. Um, he's my dude. And <laughs> well, I should say she's my dude. Uh, they're very, um, the ones I work with gender neutral, um, mm-hmm. it depends on what energy they bring is the gender that I refer to them as. Mm-hmm. So the first one I met was a dude, you know, a male, whatever you want to say. Um, and then the one that I have with me now is more female, but very fierce, but the way that I met them was really interesting. I, I didn't realize I met them when I was younger um, and I kind of denied it because I shut off my gifts very early on in my life because it was very overwhelming for me. Um, and then when I opened this part of me back up, it was just like right there. I, was, I started meditating a lot. Um, oh my God, me meditating is a hot mess at first. It was so bad. <laughs> for like five minutes at a time I was like okay we're done like where what what else can I do um (laughs) but now now I can go into meditation for like an hour and a half and I don't even know that time has passed um but I'm also working in that space anyway I digress back to the point at hand um (laughs) uh, so when I met him at first it was just like this this image you know and I was just like well what what is that you know, this is when I was becoming a Reiki master and I was in this phase of, of love and light. <laughs> like, let's we all go through it. The important part yeah, is we come do. out of yeah. it. <laughs> we have to go through it because I was an angry bitch when I started this and I was just like, well, if I just radiate love, it'll be fine. It was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was doing the meditation, especially when I got my master attunement, and the kundalini energy goes all the way up, um, that is when I was met with this face. And I was just like, who, what is that? And I'm like, oh my God, am I evil? And <laughs> so, and I just kind of ignored it for a while. Yeah. And started doing dream walking, which is where you go into your subconscious or your client's sub- subconscious and explore their dream world or their astral world, um, helping them recover shadows, recover um, pieces of themselves that they've rejected and re- reintegrating that into the psyche. Um, and I started doing that for myself because I, I don't ever offer anything that I haven't done for myself first. And I remember I was at my grandma's house because that was my safe place in my dream world. And I went down to the lower level and I opened a door and there was just this huge freaking dragon just staring at me. And I shut the door. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I don't. don't." (laughs) That's how I'd handle it too. I'd just be like, that didn't happen. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But the funny thing is like, I've been obsessed with dragons since I was young. Like I have also born in the year of the dragon. Um, you know, I've always felt comfort with dragons. Uh, even when I was doing my like research through different traditions and religions, um, I found all of these different connections for the dragon or the serpent spirit or the serpent energy. Um, and it's all connected to healing, regeneration, enlightenment, doing the great work, um, you know, however you title it. And so after all of that love and light phase, I was like, we're going into our integration phase of like, no, honey, you live in duality. You need to be able to hold both and you need yeah. to be able to hold both well um, in order to move in life. And that's really when my dragons came through. So about nine years ago, oh my God, it's 10 years ago now. 10 years ago, I dedicated myself to uh, uh, Hecate and or I refer to her as Ekate or Hecate like however there's different pronunciations of her name and the more that I worked with her and she gives you gifts you know she she teaches you in a very severe way which is why I love her um (laughs) but she gave me a dragon and that that dragon that I have now um purple and black and um i also work very closely with with the energy that's called the violet flame and it's all about transmutation and transformation and that dragon helps me breathe you know quote unquote the violet flame into all of my workings whether i'm doing healings whether whether i'm doing readings or ritual magic um i embody that i even in a overworking with uh, this one particular dragon for three years, um, I was gifted, this is once again in the astral plane, um, dragon armor, 
which really has served me very well when I go into places or situations that may not serve me, um, <laughs> you know, and it helps me feel that sense of protection. And I, I think it's great that you guys made this space so I can talk about these things because this is not the usual stuff that I talk about on my Instagram account or anything like that. And like, this stuff makes me so nerdily happy <laughs> for my own practice. So it's nice to be able to, to share it. I feel like my brain is going to explode. I'm so I don't like, there's so many different directions we could go with this. It's like unbelievable. But I have a question about, about like protection as far as you, like your physical self, your spirit self goes, what is, um, cause I think that's what, that's probably something that that's a barrier for me personally right now. And like deepening in that work is the like fear that I will get stuck or can't come back. Like it's that, it's like more of like a horror, I'm leaning in like a horror movie-esque like elevator game kind of realm, but like, how do you, how do you protect yourself? Like, how do you know that you have, I guess they won't come to you if you're not ready, but um, what does that kind of feel like? What is your protection going in? Uh, to talk about how you're saying they won't come to you if you're not ready I will argue that um with dragon or even any type of um deity or uh guardian or whatever sometimes they come to you in order for you to step up to know yeah you know like like hey I see that this area of your life kind of sucks like, can I help you out you know are you ready to Um, do something how the morrigan shows up for a lot of people Mm. yeah like when you're like on a threshold of like a pretty huge, significant change in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Morgan gives you your voice, you know, she gives you your backbone. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm of Celtic descent and I worked with the Morgan for a long time. When I, when I switched over, that sounds terrible. When I started working with Hecate, I was like, Hey, um, I know that like you brought me this far, but is it okay if I, uh, if I step over <laughs> that is that all right and and like I remember in meditation she just looked at me and she just like you know for me she always had a sword in her hand and she gave me that sword and she said you're ready you know and like that was such a pivotal moment oh I'm so glad you brought up the Morgan I love her so much that's so cool such a badass and she is such a badass and she will take no shit and I love that about her love that about her (laughs) But anyway, going back to your question um, for, for protection, it's funny you say that. Protection is probably my deepest specialty, that and shadow work. Um, I, I find that protection practices are the best way for growth because first off, it gives you that sense of safety. Um, it also gives you a sense of grounding. So, you know, as above, so below, you can only reach heaven for as Uh, how deep your roots are. Um, So for me, um, when I'm traveling or doing this stuff, I make sure my shit is so rooted and grounded um, that I always have that tether, you know, sometimes it's referred to as a tether, um, poured into the earth. So when I first started doing this, nobody told me about grounding. Then again, I'm a practitioner. also a Pisces. <laughs> so grounding is like, eh. um, <laughs> um, so when I first started going into the astral plane and playing with these things, which not recommended. Don't do it. You'll bring a friend back. I had one, not fun. Um, I, I find that like shielding is really good. I, I recommend doing it either. So if you're a beginner, right. I always suggest doing a different color other than white because white attracts things, whether mm-hmm. you know, if good, bad, or otherwise. Like so white is in your shield? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's interesting because yeah. you always hear people saying like, uh, like gather yourself into a white light or like visualize um, I'm curious, Shale, just now that this is brought up um, in our grounding meditations with Sterling where she always uses the phrase, like whatever color comes to mind is perfect do you have, it's probably not a surprise that my color is always pink. <laughs> always, always pink. But I was just wondering what yours is. Do you have a sick? Oh, no, mine usually, color like, you know what, like the colors look like on a bubble, how mm-hmm. it's like that, like oil slick. 
yeah that's what it kind of looks like for me is like a bubble but has like those like mixing of yeah pastel colors I guess yeah I just put myself in a Glinda bubble every time yeah (laughs) I'm like she can fly I'm fine (laughs) so for me I always do purple because the violet flame and I I feel like whenever it comes, if anything touches me that doesn't have good intent, it'll be transformed or transmuted. Um, I'm very, hmm, how can I say this? I'm very calculated with my shielding. So first layer will be very close to my skin. My second layer will be out a little bit more and then I'll go all the way up to 13 levels because you know, I'm a witch. I also do put what I call mines um, around my org field. So if something touches it, it'll warn me like, hey, something is in your field and it will alert me. That's cool. <laughs> I do that every 12 hours because, okay. because of the spirits that I work with, the energies that I work with, um, you know, the whole thing with the occult ritual magic or anything like that is you're staring into the abyss mm-hmm. and the is the abyss stares back so you know I'm not trying to be scary or whatever but this is just a fact and that's why I get a little peeved <laughs> when I see you know some I guess baby witchlings that like to play with magic of a higher caliber without really training themselves to the point where they can hold that capacity of energy it takes to to deal with that you know and I never stop someone from learning I'm not a gatekeeper I'm not any of that stuff but I will tell someone no I will not work with you in that capacity because you just you don't have the energetic wherewithal in order to hold it you know because I don't want to fry somebody out Mm -hmm. yeah And it makes sense that you would need as much protection as you do. Just like your day-to-day sounds intense. (laughs) Like it sounds like, I mean, if you're doing dream work, plus working with spirits, plus like everything else, like that's a lot. And yeah, it makes sense where you'd need kind of that like 12 hour refresh almost. Was the moment for you, um, because you mentioned like closing the door on the dragons a few times, right? Of like, oh, not ready to deal with this. Don't really know what this is yet. Was it the moment where you were gifted that dragon that kind of switched that for you. Um, when did you start kind of opening the door wider? What does that feel like? So it's really funny. Um, this goes into how I'm heavily into shadow work. And um, I was going through a very deep and dark time. Um, and I was doing a lot of inner child work. So I was going back from the point where, you know, I was dealing with anger a lot, you know, anger was like my trigger thing. Like I didn't like my anger, but yet I was always angry. Uh, so I was going back to like the first point where I was angry because what is anger? It's just wrapped up hurt. Um, so going through the ages of who I was and like when I got my first quote, quote hurt, um, you know, and unfortunately it goes back to our parents, but they're only doing the best they can in in the moment. And I remember going into meditation and meeting my little me, my inner child and seeing myself in my bed, rolled up, having a cute cry. Um, and I remember seeing like next to me in that meditation, a dragon. Oh, I'm like, my heart. I don't remember that, (laughs) you know? And like, that's the funny thing about dragons. You know, if, you know, some people talk about being marked or, you know, that you come in here, come in here with a contract with one. I didn't really believe that, you know, cause you know, people who are not marked quote unquote can still conjure them. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this has been here for a while and they're very good at concealing themselves. So that was around when I was like 21, um, when I was really doing this deeper healing work. And so I saw that and then I went kind of on a journey just for like, wait a minute, let me go back to these memories or these, these shadow points and see if there's something else that's there with me. You know, is there something else that's there trying to get my attention or protect me or, or guide me? And almost every memory I went back to, there was some type of, of dragon-esque thing around me. Um, 
either and I even saw in pictures like old pictures of myself like maybe like a little dragon figurine or you know I went to oh my god this brings me back I went to a bonfire and I was with uh, a group of people that I just didn't have the balls at the time to leave out of this and uh, we took a picture together and behind me is a curvature of a flame in the shape of a dragon wow I'm just like Oh my God, they've been here the whole they've time. They've been here the whole time. <laughs> so then in, you know, like I was telling you guys before, Capricorn stellium and Capricorn stellium fashion. I'm like, all right, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the bottom of it. So then I started reading all the different myths about them, um, all the way from Asia um, uh, into European, into Mesoamerica, um, even Babylonian, like Egypt you know just the serpent fire and the dragon and I was just like holy shit like this is why I am the way I am because dragons they they initiate you know we didn't have a name for it back then but now we call it shadow work but they initiate shadow work they initiate you to to be your best self and they won't work with you unless you have that accountability that self-awareness, um, that deepening of enlightenment that, you know, that propels us down that healing journey. They're old. They don't have time to deal with like, my boyfriend doesn't like me or, <laughs> or I want like 50K this year in, in like the lottery. They don't have time to deal with petty human ma- matters. They're here to um, help the evolution as much as they they kind of don't like us. They're kind of like the fae in that that well that that realm. Like they're even in the same well, the same channel as the fae in the other world. So like they kind of had enough of our shit. <laughs> so if you don't come prepared, they're not gonna want to work with you. But if they see that you are working hard and that you have power, um, they'll they'll work with you. And that's like one of the biggest things that they love. They love feeding or bathing in the power of ritual and that is when I really started seeing them to reveal themselves to me was through ritual ritual work um candle magic um you know I also do uh root work as well and like I remember some workings that I did for clients the you know I always read the wax afterwards and I would I would flip the wax over and there would be a shape of a dragon and I'm like oh shit, like they are seriously with me. That's so cool. So I think like, like taking it a step back to um, like, if you could define dragon magic, like the actual like work that you do, what is that? Like if you were to like, somebody's asking you like, hey, what's, what's dragon magic? <laughs> you know, like where it's like so much easier to like, I feel like explain things like plant magic or yeah. You know, glamour magic like what is dragon magic like what's that all encapsulate really say it is the evolution of self that is the kind of magic that it brings into your life yeah because you know with dragons they have better sight you know think about your your psychic senses for a moment Mm -hmm. they've been living with that kind of power for a long time so for them it is not second nature it is their only nature and that is definitely the gift that I've been given with my dragon so you know I I just relocated from Florida you know I just got out of a a shitty breakup with my fiance and I actually started to propel my dragon forward to clear my path and you know that is another aspect of dragon magic you know I think that it's it's almost like having a partner but it's about cultivating that relationship first to see what your dragon is there to offer. And then I know for bigger workings, especially when I'm like doing something for my family or if I'm doing something for my extended family, that's not blood, but they're still family. I'll call in other dragons because like my energy is much different than, you know, some of the clients I work with or with my family, you know, and they might need a softer dragon. Um, (laughs) So it's also like having that, that dragon as your, your gatekeeper, you know, or your, your primary source to get into that other world. Um, So I don't know if like you can really define it, but I just, I feel like it's evolution, you know, like there's 
myths around dragons that, you know, some of them are evil or they're greedy or honestly, they're just annoyed at humankind. Like, like, you guys are so annoying. <laughs> honestly, we are though. <laughs> like, Can you like figure it out already? Blame <laughs> them. And like, I even get to this point where I'm like chilling and this is, this is totally something I wouldn't want to say out loud, but here we are. And I'll just like, I'll just chat with my dragon and be like, bro, do you really believe this? And like, sometimes I swear I get the little, like, like a dog makes. Oh like my a- God. That's so and- cute. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, I agree. Like, I get, yeah, this is terrible. (laughs) Adorable. So what, so if dragons feed off of like ritual magic, they feed off of the relationship that you form, it seems. Uh, Do you, are there specific offerings that you like leave or different rituals that are like just gifts for your dragons? Or is it really more of a symbiotic relationship? Um, absolutely. Like when I first started like really forming a relationship, I didn't know what kind of dragon was going to come through because there are different types of dragons, you know? So you have your earthbound, your airbound, your water, um, your fire, and of course your spirit. Um, so, and like, this is our human simplicity, putting that, putting them into these categories. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know that for me, I have denied that fire is my element because like I was saying before I'm more water and earth dominant so I was like oh well like I want to play like with a water dragon so let me let me do that and you know there was a certain ritual that I was doing um of gathering water from all different places around my around my house um around the state just to kind of bring in that elemental um energy of the waters around me and so what you do for that is like, you can gather water for them, shells. Um, uh, the one that I was working with really loved moss, like sea moss. <laughs> so I got some, oh, some Irish sea moss for, for him or her. And I just like put it on a little space in my altar. Um, and um, at that time I was working with uh, the Morgan and uh yima ya um so that like there was some battling going on i'm like okay i don't know where to put you now um so that might be one of the reasons the water dragon didn't come to me um but water dragons are really good for emotional healing um emotional depths um and also like intuition i find that water dragons are really great for too i've definitely called on them when i've been expanding like my third eye abilities and all that um but yeah so you can give them offerings based on what you're looking for in your companionship um with a dragon the one thing i will say is with dragon magic don't call one in unless you want to work with it don't do it just for funsies you know because just like hecate or even the morgan or kali or anything like that these are forces that are so old that if you poke them and then you don't want to do anything with them, they'll bite you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that is, that's definitely something I suggest. This is not like some type of a beginner thing that you're like, oh, well, like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends and like, let's play with dragons. Mm, not really <laughs> something I suggest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to that, Mark. Uh, do you have friends that you do like community dragon magic with, or is it more of a solitary practice? No, this is more of a solitary thing for me. Um, because, um, (laughs) this is kind of funny. Um, I have, this is going to be so funny. Um, I have a stuffed animal from when I was born and, and he's been with me through everything. And that's kind of how I equate my dragon now. Like, we're buddies like this it's like my personal experience yeah um I will send them to my friends if they need protection I will I've done that a couple of times even the hounds that I have from Hecate um I will send them to my friends to stand guard um but it's definitely more of a of a solo thing I've been more of a a, a solitary practitioner for most of um of my practice like I will go out I will hold group ritual but it's never something as in depth that I do with myself if eventually I'm actually looking to change that um but that's down down the road okay cool 
Um, but yes, listeners, uh, this is not <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> We're not gatekeepers, but we are uh, guardians of of you in this safe space as well. So be careful, know what you're doing, know who you're trying to work with. And like, it's just a respect thing, right? Like it feels very ding dong ditchy to like, be like, Hey, yeah. do you exist? Oh, cool. Bye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, be nice. Do, yeah. do things the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I've, I've been telling Cheyenne about this, but something I've been really looking forward to with this conversation, um, is something that I've kind of come upon recently. So I'm personally in this like stage of my life where I'm feeling the call to move out of like maiden dumb and more into like the mother phase. Right. And like learning how to mother myself and like mother those around me and, um, moving into more of like the, the mature feminine, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're in our solar return, we're moving into our thirties. It's that stage of life. You know what I mean? Um, and one of the things that I've been really feeling called to learn more about is like our own internal divine feminine, like how our bodies work as people who identify as women, um, or who hold or people who have wombs, that sort of thing. And so one of the things that I've been studying and I talk about her all the time, but, um, Asia Suler, I love her, um, as a teacher and as a lot of the programs that she offers, but one of the ones that I'm recently going through is the pussy portal and I'm loving it. But what's so interesting, um, and we can make sure to put the, uh, the references to this in the show notes in case people are interested in this and it's calling to them, but, um, something Asia articulates really well is the understanding of the dragon throughout history and its connection to the woman archetype or the divine feminine archetype. And when she talks about it, she's like, you know, um, think about the, think about the stories of dragons throughout the years and how it's always something that is like mysterious and away in a cave. And usually it's like misunderstood, but people are not taking the time to understand the dragon and the reason why it's there. And like the dragon's usually like harboring some sort of treasure. And, you know, the way that story goes is like the dragon is always something to be slayed, similar to like things like the patriarchy, right? And how it's like always wanting to oppress the divine feminine or to slay the divine feminine. I'm laughing because Cheyenne just raised her hex the patriarchy mug at a very (laughs) perfect time there. But I'm super curious about whether or not that's something that has come up in your practice and like how it connects back to this idea throughout history of like, like feminine fire, right? Like the the element of fire is very um, innate in people who have wounds and, you know, have identified that way for, for thousands and thousands of years. And it's just so interesting to see how all of that like comes together. I agree. And I think that's funny because my, like I was saying, my dragon appeared to me as a dude first, you know, as a male and then shifted into the female. That's Mm -hmm. because of where I was at, you know, just like anything, it's going to meet you where you are, especially if you're going to work with it. Um, and when I met it, um, I was really struggling with my identity as a, uh, as like feminine, um, because I am direct. I am, um, a go-getter. I am a, um, a fierce protector. And as I have worked with dragons, I have changed my perspective of what the divine feminine entails. Um, and I, I really do agree with that because if you think about the womb, right, that is where the sacral is. That is where your Kundalini energy lies and do, you know, and do not all womb uh, holders have that element of creation and does not transformation come from the spark or the fire you know um the masculine can't do that you know (laughs) they and I think that it is a um as much as like we can have penis envy I think there's fucking womb envy out there you know (laughs) that (laughs) that we don't talk about like I can life and not only can I create life I can protect life I can nurture that life I can, um, you know, evolve that life. And, um, if anything, the masculine might might be missing out on that. And I think that that's why dragons, like, um, Asia was saying, um, you know, it's something to be slayed. It's something to be shrouded in mystery because why would we want to learn about that? You know, it's untouchable, unobtainable. Um, and I feel like with dragons, um, and with the woo woo moment movement, it kind of puts this in this, like, 
uh, like it wasn't real, you know, like it's not something that is, is touchable, you know, just like the divine feminine in her essence is untouchable and shouldn't. And so it's not real, you know? Um, and I find that as I work with it more, um, and when I got my tattoo on my, on my right hand, I got it specifically for the divine masculine side, the right side, my dominant side, but I knew it was a female, you know? So it was more of like, it's so funny that you bring this up. It it was more of a demonstration. Like I am fierce. I am that protector. And it's okay that my definition of femininity is so vastly different than what our society kind of brainwashes us with. Mm -hmm. And the past six, seven years, I have been fighting so fiercely against that, that I was like, yo, I have to put a dragon on my hand. I have to, um, because like, it's almost like I'm, as I was saying, like, I wanted a water and earth dragon, but I am fire and I don't have any fire in my chart, but I am fire. Even in the rituals that I hold in public, I'm always the fire. And I think that you know, there are many other dragons to work with and different elements to work with, but I feel like that is the purification or the strength or the character emanation that we need in the divine feminine's corner um, to be able to, to break through these, these barriers that have been um, built in such a sly and slick ass way. Um, You know, and I I think the pussy portal. Oh my God. I love that name so much. Right. Um, It's so good. It's so good. And she's like completely changed my like perspective and opinion on the term pussy. Like it used to be something that you felt like, Oh, I don't like that term. Or it's like connected to weakness or whatnot. And like, no, it's such an empowering freaking term that like, it's all I'm going to use from now on. (laughs) Like, if you think about it, um, I, I use sex magic. So like, you know, I use the, the power of the Kundalini and of, um, of sex magic in order to manifest yeah. um, a solo way, but like it does become a portal. Mm-hmm. And I, think most of, you know, not to go there, but we're going there. But when the church, the church took rule, <laughs> it kind we of always took- go there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it took all of that power away. Yeah. Or it- and then witches were in the back burners and then we were hunted because we did not want to give up that power right. and that is one of the beautiful things with this reemergence of the witch of witchcraft and of the occult and esoteric teachings is that you know we are equal we live in duality you know and um being able to be inclusive with that while fighting for, you know, equal rights, human rights. Um, I'm going on a soapbox now. Um, but like, we set the stage. We love to see it. <laughs> you know, BIPOC, LGBTQ+, um, non-binary and transgender. Like we all have these beautiful qualities within us. So I think that it's about damn time. We don't deny that anymore. And dragon magic or pussy portal or even the kundalini energy which is a serpent fire is something that needs to be awakened and respected and cultivated in ourselves but also outwardly and i think that that is what will really propel evolution of our world as you were just talking like um especially i don't know why i didn't make this connection earlier but like when you talk about serpent and like the the impact that the church has had throughout history on on women in particular and like the whole concept of like the story of Adam and Eve, right. And how it was a serpent that like misled her. Right. Um, so it's just, it's so interesting when you start like peeling back the layers and seeing where dragons show up throughout history and they show up in, it's one of those things that's like universal, right? Yeah. Like it shows up in every culture that never connected to one another. Like how does stuff like that happen? You know? Absolutely. Cause it's in our subconscious, Mm -hmm. you know? to when we started to explore the world like we had dragons on maps to say uh, unknown territory or don't go here or even um in asia this it was a uh, a signal for authority or for power um or even in europe i know for my mcsweeney um i have three dragons on my family crest and a cute little piggy a boar um so <laughs> it's it's ingrained in all parts of our culture and I also did research on this because I'm crazy but there was emergence or re-emergence of the dragon symbolism in America twice um one one 
um, I believe it was in the 1930s, like 1928 to 1935, I'm trying to think. And then again, in between the 70s and 80s, but it was all underground culture. So once again, it, it signifies something that's hidden, something that is to not be unveiled. And it was very funny because most of the things in the 1970s to the 1980s were all women-esque things. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I thought that was very interesting. And similar to the twenties too, right? Like that's the emergence of women are feeling more able to like show parts of their body more and yeah, like the feeling more like empowered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think is is so interesting, but what I love about this reemergence that's finally coming, the serpent power, the dragon power, the Kundalini, um, the fierce femininity is I don't think she's going to sleep again. You know, I, I yeah. really do I, there's too much of us. There's too many of us, um, for to ever go to bed again. And I, I don't, I do feel like 2023 is going to be one hell of a ride with the femininity that's going to be coming through. Um, and even just the way that we express it now with the way that we talk, our demeanor, our dress, um, our expression, seeing politics in a whole different way in the way that the feminine is expressed, you know, and I'm, I'm freaking here for it, man. Like, I'm, Dude, I'm so empowered right now. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's go like rage. Let's go out there. Let's do it. No, seriously, this, yeah, I feel, I do. I feel so energized by this in a way that I like have not quite yet. This is amazing. And I think that, you know, the best way that you can connect to the fierceness or the fire or the serpent energy or the dragon energy is actually breath work. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know, suggest if, you know, people want to tap into this energy is just doing simple chakra balancing. I'm a big, um, believer in understanding and knowing the chakra system. Um, thank you to the Vedas for introducing that to us. Um, always got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, and, thank you for that. um, because I feel like once you understand your own shit, <laughs> you can handle the outside much better. And yeah. that also deepen your capacity of holding that energy of bringing down dragon magic or deity uh, work or, you know, even just ritual magic in its essence. And it's about really with that, you know, everybody, I know for me, when I started doing my, my mastership in, in Reiki, everybody would skip, like, kind of like skim over the sacral. And I'm just like, but why, you know, like why? And it was referred to as the sex chakra yeah okay cool like that's where you have like in like sex but it's also your intimacy it's mm -hmm. also fire it's also where you find your sacred knowledge especially for you know womb holders like this is you are a void and the void is not something to be feared either it is a mark of creation mm -hmm. you can put anything into this space and make it real and tangible and that's the biggest thing about the patriarchy is that they fear that because they don't innately have that power so of course they would push us down and keep us down under their foot but now we're not we're not tolerating it anymore and i love that hell yes pussy power <laughs> 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 um, this is your friendly Cheyenne reminder to have an orgasm today. You should have one every day. Um, I believe this very, very strongly. Uh, if you are my friends, you know this. Sometimes you'll get random texts for me. <laughs> your reminder. Have you had an orgasm today? Because <laughs> you deserve it. Um, so take care of yourself. That's one of your perwitching slips today. If you have not had an orgasm today, let's go do that. Let's go have one of those. Um, and let's put it to good use. Let's use it to manifest some awesome fucking feminine magic. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I cannot believe how fast this has gone. I know, no. dude. I was like, I just looked down. I'm like, holy crap, it's been an hour. I've been talking nonstop, guys. No, it's so <laughs> I can sit here and listen to you forever. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, now that you, so how long, I guess, how long have you been working with your dragons? So consciously, um, for about five years. Okay. You mentioned at the very beginning of this, before we talked about like meditating on those, those childhood memories or those photos and seeing your dragons, you did, uh, you mentioned 
like experiencing them as a child too. Uh, do you have um, memories of that that you're willing to share to whatever depth of, or did that come from the meditation? Was that like a sacred remembering or do you have memories from childhood? Because I had a dragon as a kid that was with me constantly until probably like sixth ish grade, which is probably when I stopped being who I was and started being who other people wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like that relationship kind of dwindled. And that's a huge part of the reason that I'm interest so interested in this because there is a part of me that's like, there's no real reason why he wasn't real either. Like, and why I can't tap into that. So I'm just curious what, like as a child, like what little baby Megan was doing with her dragons. So little baby Megan, um, was super duper alone. So I, and I like was around books constantly and I was playing outside constantly. So I had a lot of quote unquote imaginary friends. Yeah. Um, so I had, I had a dragon. I had a really, really big wolf of some sort. Um, I also had, um, oh my God, what are they called? I forget what they're called. They, they don't exist anymore, but I, I forget what they're called. But yeah, I had one of those. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but the first thought that came to my head was a dodo bird. <laughs> yeah, two heads. Yes, like that. That's that's what it looks like. But I, I can't remember if it was a bird or if it was like a little thing. But either way. Um, but yeah, I had a dragon, but I had two dragons. I had one that was tiny, like like super small with tiny little wings and he didn't have, or, or she didn't have any legs. So I learned, um, in my practice that, that that's actually referred to as a worm. Um, and then had a, uh, another dragon that would just kind of chill. Like he would just chill in the background. I say he, I don't think it was a, he, but that's the gender I kind of gave it. Um, and I also had a, um, a friend that was just like light, um, like, green, blue, yellow, and like iridescent light that would sit in the back of, in the backyard on the deck while I played with like mud <laughs> and like flowers and sticks. Um, but I do distinctly remember being in my grandmother's backyard. This is when I was a kid and, um, I kept on hearing rustling through the backyard and I was just like, and I looked back and I was like, okay. And I saw, I saw my, like my bigger dragon. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not alone. But I kept on hearing, hearing that rustling. And then my big dragon ran right to where the, the fences, like there was four houses and the the fences inter, um, interlocked at this one particular place. And then I heard like a little, like, almost like a help me. Um, and then my, my dragon like ran right over and I was just like, still kind of, you know, in that phase of like being afraid, but not being afraid because, you know, I, I still was like, this is normal for me. Um, and I went over there and there was a turtle stuck between the fences. Stop. Oh my God. (laughs) And, and then like, that's when I heard, I heard it again. Can you help me? And like, and then my, my dragon was like, you know, there. And I distinctly remember my dragon nuzzling my hand like bitch go help like, like get the <laughs> turtle <laughs> like why am I tearing like, up like that's the most like wholesome so story cute. ever <laughs> so you know long story short um I saved the turtle <laughs> and we we got him all patched up because he had like a little a little crack in his shell but he was cool he survived um which is really weird to find a turtle in North Jersey so probably like somebody had a pet and let him go mm-hmm. asshole yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like that, I remember when I stopped seeing mine, I kind of remember, um, I think I was 12 or 13 and, you know, we're all at that or- awkward stage. Um, when I was younger, I was very overweight, like super overweight. Um, I lost like over 200 pounds. Um, and I remember being at a carnival and I was you know, I like for my imaginary friends, quote unquote, like they would just kind of walk around wherever I was. Yeah. Um, Like, just like kind of like a protector. We're just hanging out. You're doing your thing. I'm doing mine. Um, And I remember like being made fun of like severely 
um to the point where I like I had to get picked up because like people like threw stuff at me it was like a whole thing um and I remember being so upset with them because they didn't do anything about it like you know it's like you know you're at that stage where you're like well if you're my friend you would have stuck up for me kind of yeah yeah in a different plane but like what the fuck you know (laughs) so um that's the point where I was just like well fuck you guys you know and it's like almost like I turned turned it off off I'm like well if you can't do that for me then I guess I really am alone you know so I won't believe in you anymore so that was Sorry, that was a super sad part. But it's, but but, it's an interesting story because it, it speaks to your transformation and like the idea of dragons helping us to be in that that shadow workspace, right? And working through the challenges ourselves and finding that empowerment within ourselves versus them yeah. fighting that battle for you, right? And so it's like, it, it's such an interesting story to hear that that's where that happened to you in, in childhood. And I'm sorry that happened to you. That's, that's terrible. Kids are awful. <laughs> um, but it speaks to your evolution and you can see the empowerment in you today and like how they helped you get to that place. And they never left you. Right. Even if you kind of shut them off, they were there again for you when you were ready again to, to do those workings. So I think it's a really incredible story, honestly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Thanks for giving me the space to share it. Well, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Um, some of the offerings that you do provide, um, what what's your what's next for you like how how do people connect with you (laughs) so (laughs) all of the things (laughs) all of the things um so you can find me on instagram at dr witch d-o-c-t-r dot witch um i in the new year i am expanding exponentially um it's 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 about damn time like i remember actually listening to one of your guys podcasts and you said like we're no longer curtailing to any schedule of what we should talk about what we should post what we should not and I am in a very similar space um I've gone through a lot so I'm expanding my offerings so obviously ritual work candle magic um classes but also you know deity work uh I also have a program called shadow alchemy where we Mm. work shadows um and that's that's a one-on-one program where i give you your own work you work at your own pace and then we meet bi-weekly um i also do work with um in conjunction i'm going to shout them out lunar fair um in uh new jersey uh where i do open ritual and i also do also i also do have my other side project called crossroads community which is where i will be holding in-person classes in-person ritual and uh, I really want to get deeper with the type of magic that I'm teaching and offering. Um, so I'm looking for people who are hungry to learn. Well, I think we have a, a community of folks just like that. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear it. And I, I just I'm feel like that's to the learn. energy. Yeah. And I just <laughs> feel like that amazing. is the energy of 2023 is like this, like, I don't know. I feel like we've been in like a cocoon phase for a long time, like collectively as a society. I know Cheyenne and I are definitely feeling like that. And we're just like feeling like this is the year of emergence, of seeing things come to light, of like really stepping into the power that we've been building. And so it's exciting to hear that you're feeling the same way. Absolutely. I think it's about damn time we change what's going on. It's yeah. about damn time. That's right. <laughs> well. I already gave you a perwitchin slip. So I know Shale, do you have a perwitchin slip. I'm curious if Megan has a perwitchin slip. I know we've been on this like beautiful fiery. Guests. Yeah, she's been on this so beautiful fiery energy this whole time, and I'm just curious what else you have so, to to close us out with. My permission slip for this entirety of this year is for you to be un- unapologetic about who you are, as long as you cause harm to none. Yes. And Make sure that you shine the light that maybe you've dimmed because of others and to know that your fire is needed to light other fires. Dude, so good. Hell yeah. I couldn't come up with that. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to put this out into the universe. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you again for having me. Cheers, witches. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my God. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. <laughs>